Welcome to Marvel Studios News. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I'll be joined by my co-host, Paul Herman, for episode 78 of our show. This is our Avengers 4 Speculation Spectacular. We're going to be throwing out all of the different theories that we have for Avengers 4 so far based on Avengers Infinity War. Obviously, that includes spoilers for Avengers Infinity War. I would imagine most or all of you have seen it by now, but just in case you haven't, if you have not seen Avengers Infinity War yet, then this is not a show you would want to listen to because all of our speculation is based on the events of Infinity War, and therefore we have to discuss the events of Infinity War in detail. So if you haven't seen it and don't wish to be spoiled, please continue no further until you have seen the film. Now, before we get into all of our speculation and theories. I want to thank Jessica Lautfi or Lutfi. Sorry if I got the name wrong, but thank you very much for becoming our latest patron over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. As one of our patrons, Jessica gets to enjoy a lot of the exclusive content that we offer only on our Patreon. So we do everything from Patreon credit scenes where we do additional material. Uh, for each of these main episodes that we do. So, for example, this week our Patreon credit scene is going to be where we'll talk about some of the latest Miss Marvel news and also some more Avengers Infinity War box office updates and what all that means for Marvel Studios' position as a movie brand in the world. So that'll be in this week's Patreon credit scene. And those things you get, again, there's one attached to all of our main episodes, and you get that for just a dollar a month. We also do, or I also do, weekly Q&A shows on the Patreon, and there's other types of exclusive content that's available depending on which tier you choose. But you can find out all of that information and more at patreon.com slash News. And then you can also keep up with us socially on Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News, on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. You can also check out the website every day for articles pertaining to the MCU, and that, of course, is MarvelStudiosNews.com. So with all that business out of the way, let's get, on our, let's get on with our show and let's speculate. All right, Paul, you ready to speculate? What's that mean? I, honestly, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. It's, it's not something I'm familiar with. In my 10 years of podcasting, never done it uh, before. Me neither. I have no uh, idea what that means. You know, I usually only re- react on concrete, confirmed information. <laughs> oh, never yeah, talk me about- too. Yeah, like that's, that's it, right? Why? Um, why, 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 why even think outside of, outside of facts? There's, yeah, only, there's I mean, only facts. Why would you even wonder what's going to happen in Avengers 4? Like, Just be patient. Wait for it. Yeah, like... Yeah, it's not that long. It's, I know, it's only a year, less than a year. Less than a year now, less, less than, than a year. Now. It's really yeah. not so bad. It's like fifty weeks, no big deal. Yeah. It's, is it just you know, or just just you know, Rip Van Winkle it, just fall asleep, wake back up. <laughs> I would right? love to just wake me up from the nap for Ant Man and the Wasp, and then give me another little nudge for Captain Marvel, and then I'll knock back out, and then I'll be right, I'll be right as rain for Avengers Four. Right as rain. I like that. Right as rain. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but then it all just goes to dust anyway. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I don't feel so well, Sean. <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go. I want to go. I don't want to speculate. <laughs> I don't want to speculate. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't go. I don't want to go. I don't want to speculate. <laughs> 
but in the end, there was no other way. So, nope. uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about Avengers Four. Or actually, I don't know how many viewings are you up to now with Infinity War. Well, when I was out in California that for that trip, I watched it again. I'm only up to three, and I've I've been slammed at work, man. I came back from our. For those who don't know, me and Sean got to hang out. It was we amazing. Did. So, so, dude, Disneyland was probably one of my favorite. If you like, don't know, it's things. because you don't follow at Marvel Newscast or at Mr. Sean Gerber or at Herman 22. So really, how dare you? Yeah, but we, we hung out and it was amazing, by the way. It was one of the best days I've had in a long, long time. It was a great old time hanging out with Sean, my bro, my bro Tim, my homie Justin. I mean, it was just it was a great all around like this awesome day. I, I, I don't think we ever stopped laughing. Like, no, we probably just, not. It was it was it was great, man. It was great. But uh, that trip, um, I was stuck in a in a hotel room with my friend Tim, and I and I, Tim was is in was in the is in the wedding was in the wedding. Excuse me, it was it happened already? And I was uh, he had a rehearsal dinner and all this garbage, you know, blah blah blah, wedding stuff. I wasn't in the wedding. I wasn't cool enough to be in the wedding. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I thought, well, here here's what sucks. I don't have a car. And he's going to be out for like literally five, four hours, however long that's going to be. And I'm like, well, how am I going to kill my time? I know. I'll go see Infinity War. So he dropped me off at the theater. That's awesome. I went and saw Infinity War by myself, which is very uh, tatted up uh, man next to me kept looking at his phone for majority of the movie. Oh, and I was just like, oh. awful. Yeah, I, it was pretty brutal. But it was nice. It was a Dolby uh, surround sound. Uh, Nice. Cinema. I'm not, I don't really. I haven't really had a lot of those in Washington, or at least the ones I've been to. So I got to see in a nice, comfy chair. It was a great experience. The movie was amazing. So that was number three. I came back from work, um, the next like that Monday, last Monday, and it. I have never. I have been so busy. I haven't been able to catch up. So I'd like to squeeze one more in. I think before it goes re- gets released on video, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm up to seven now. So. <laughs> Uh, well, you saw like it five times before it even got released. Uh, twice before it got released, not five. Yes. I saw same it, difference. Yeah, twice before it got released, and then on opening night, and then again on that opening weekend, Saturday morning, and then on Monday. So I got up to five pretty quick, and then I had saved six towards near like the end of the run. I was going to do IMAX 3D, and then so I had it all planned out. Tuesday night, my wife and I went to go watch the movie, and I had my tickets for IMAX 3D. And then we get there, and I'm like, cool, where's my 3D glasses? And they're like, it's not in 3D. And I'm like, excuse me, baking powder? Like, what <laughs> What happened? And so apparently their 3D had broken, and it became this whole thing and whatever. In the end, And I, I tweeted about it because it was just like, you know, trying to see this movie in IMAX 3D. Because I've been doing, uh, it's one of the questions I've been getting on the Patreon uh, Q&A shows that I do each week of like, oh, how does it compare with IMAX 3D versus IMAX 2D? And Dolby Cinema, and I hadn't seen IMAX 3D yet, so I was making the attempt to go and check that out, and then uh, unfortunately, I failed. It's uh, tougher to get. It's tougher than getting the Soul Stone. I swear, I didn't know who I was going to have to kill uh, in order to be able to see the movie in IMAX 3D. So, fortunately, they gave me my money back, and then still let me watch it in IMAX 2D. So that became viewing number six. But I still needed to watch IMAX 3D, and I had to hurry up and do that because Deadpool is entering IMAX theaters now. In fact, as you and I are recording the show, the Deadpool IMAX showings have begun. So I uh, I went back the very next day, so Wednesday of this week, 
saw it in IMAX 3D, finally crossed that off the list. It looks great in IMAX 3D. My favorite was still watching it in Dolby Cinema with Dolby Atmos Sound. That's still, I think, my favorite overall presentation of Infinity War. But IMAX 2D and IMAX 3D are also pretty tight and great ways to watch the film. So anyway, that was how 6 very quickly turned into 7. It would have ordinarily just only been 6 at this point. And then I'm still probably going to catch it at least one more time before it leaves theaters. I may try to get this up to an even 10 now that I'm at seven because <laughs> I'm only mm-hmm. three away, but we'll see. Uh, you know, there's now we're getting into like the actual like summer movie ramp up now. Everybody, nobody's afraid to compete with Infinity Wars fourth weekend and fifth and sixth and down the line. So now we're going to get more. Uh, summer movies and blockbusters and superheroes and Star Wars and on down the line. So that's probably going to eat up some of my Infinity War viewing at least a little bit. But hopefully I can get three more to make it an even ten. But I'm sure I'll do at least one more because uh, that would be – because right now I have a tie for my most viewings of an MCU film in the theater. A- Infinity War is now tied with the first Guardians of the Galaxy at seven. I can't have a tie, so I'm just going to have to break the tie and go to Infinity mm. War at least one more time because ties are just annoying. but uh what's interesting though is like going back and watching the movie again and again and again and again it's not really it's not really uh changing a lot of my speculation and a lot of my theories regarding avengers 4 most of the i mean there's maybe new little wrinkles and details to it but for the most part a lot of the theories that i have now are the theories that i had pretty much right after the first viewing or at least had been solidified after maybe the second or uh, or third viewing. So trying to figure out what's the best way to tackle this in terms of what, because I think we kind of have to break down what we're speculating and when. So mm. uh, let's start with, you know, let's, let's skip to the end. <laughs> let's figure out wow. what's happening because I think it's, you can filter it down from there. So True. let's start with the big one. Let's start with the snap Let's start, talk about all the people who were turned to dust. And isn't it so funny that T'Challa actually tells Proxima Midnight, Thanos will find nothing but dust and blood. And that's exactly what he gets is a shitload of dust. <laughs> but that's exactly what Thanos wants, uh, is turning all those heroes into dust. So how do we think that's going to get resolved, Paul? Now, everybody knows that Doctor Strange has something to do with it because he seems way too comfortable with what's happening. In terms of after he gives up the time stone, he says we're in the end game now, and then he says there was no other way. That's the last thing he says before he fades away himself. But actually, mm-hmm. even earlier in the film, and this is what my repeat viewings have made stand out to me, is he actually says earlier in the film, not that I didn't notice it the first time, but I, I consider those words more carefully now when he when he and Tony are having the debate about whether or not uh, Strange should just throw the Time Stone down the garbage disposal, and Strange says that this could be the key to defeating Thanos. And then, of course, that plays mm. into the stuff that he says uh, later. And, of course, he found he envisioned 14,605 scenarios, and the heroes were only victorious in one of those scenarios. And so when he says there was no other way, he's obviously referring to the one other scenario. The one other scenario, this is what had to happen. So... What do you think happened to these heroes, and what are your initial theories right now that you're working on in terms of how they get brought back? Because I don't think either one of us believes, <clears throat> just like nobody else believes, that they're not coming back. Well, of course. I think that I, I go back to the original material that there's ties to 
you know, like Adam Warlock was, we talked about a little bit, a little bit about this too, is Adam Warlock was tied to the soul stone or whatever. I think, was it the soul stone? Yep. Is that the right? Okay. Yep. So I kind of think that because now, because in the comics, the eye of Agamotto is not the time or the time stone. It's at least for last time I checked. No, it's it wasn't not. part of it. Yeah. So this is all again, Brilliant, brilliant. I think that's a brilliant idea. I think it's brilliant what they did with it. Fun so, fact, the Eye of Agamotto was not even originally the necklace or amulet around Doctor Strange's neck. No, I know. The it's, Eye of Agamotto yeah, was something different, and the amulet was just called the Enchanted Amulet. And then later, and they had the Eye of Agamotto as a separate thing. And then eventually, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko were like, hey, we should just merge this. And then they did. <laughs> so I think that to me... With the Soul Stone and and with the Time Stone, I think that Strange and Gamora are trapped in these stones. And I feel that they're going to be working against Thanos in some way. It's kind of like the, uh, uh, you know, careful what you be careful what you wish for. You just might get it kind of thing. I think they might be manipulating things from, you know, from inside in some way that Thanos is thinking he's doing one thing, but really it's, it's not, if that makes any sense. Um, Hmm. I feel like, I just feel like there's gotta be some kind of, uh, connection with them as far as the heroes are stuck inside the gems, um, in some way, especially more Gamora than I think Dr. Strange, excuse me. But I think that with, I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Strange was in the time stone as well still, but but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I feel that like they're somehow their souls or their entities are stuck in these gems, and they're going to be used to defeat uh, Thanos. Um, you know, I have other theories as well where the gems might work against Thanos in a way, but we'll get to that in a second I, with a, a certain character we haven't talked about yet. But that yeah. to me is what that to me is what might be happening is that the gems might turn away from. Actually, you know, what? I just thought of something. I think the, all if we think about it, what all the gems have a tied to a character in some ways, like um, oh my god, I, and I I forget the the stones. What's the uh, Tesseract one? That's the Space Stone. Space Stone. That one has a connection to Red Skull, right? And yeah. the, the, also Loki. Right there, you go or Loki, either one, but more I say more so Loki. If you think about it, almost all of these stones have a have some kind of connection to a, a pretty major character. Mm-hmm. So um, what I'm I guess what I'm trying to get at is, would one of these could all of these stones turn against Thanos and the embodiment of the character they rep, that is represented by them or 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 whatever if that makes any sense? Mm-hmm. Like that's. That to me would be interesting because you have Gamora's Soul Stone, you've got Vision in the um, the oh my god the Mind Stone, uh, you've got uh, Strange in the uh, Time Stone or yeah Time Stone, and then you've got um, oh my gosh the Space Stone Loki, so Power Stone I'm trying to think who that would be tied to I'm not sure quite yet Nova Prime, <laughs> the, well, there, there, there you John go C. Riley, <laughs> Denarian Day. <laughs> Um, and then as far as, and then I'm trying to think, I always forget the stone names. Oh yeah. The, the, the well, how can I forget floating jello? Um, so <laughs> reality. reality stone, reality stone, which would Those be tied to the collector who I think wasn't, was lucky enough to not actually be home the day that Thanos came knocking. Right. So I'm trying to think like, so besides what else, you know, could they potentially come back to haunt Thanos in some way? All of those things. So, hmm. 
that's that's what I think that is something how the stones will turn on Thanos. That's what I really do believe. Now, yeah, all Thanos has to do is call the Ghostbusters. Then, if he didn't kill him, then he can get rid of that problem. Uh, <laughs> I think the the alive inside the stones theory. I think that could possibly work for Gamora. I also think it could work for Vision. I've I've had that theory and talked about it for for a while now. Just maybe Vision survives within the Mind Stone and he becomes an you know goes behind enemy lines and he's kind of a you know if Thanos is so powerful with the gauntlet. I know the gauntlet's fried, but it still works because Thanos used the Space Stone to get away and he also used either the Reality Stone or something else to heal the huge axe wound in the middle of his chest. So. <laughs> the stone, even though the gauntlet is mangled and Thanos is also still scarred like on his arm and his neck you can still see a little bit of the scarring from when he used the gauntlet I think he healed his chest, car, his chest scar but then saved the rest of it because I think that's like his badge of honor of remembering like what he did but um, yeah like he's still so powerful with all those stones right now that Vision and Gamora could potentially be weaknesses for him I lean more towards Vision as my man on the inside, mainly because I've just had that theory for longer than anyone's had any theories with Gamora. So I just really want to get that right. Uh, but I also think there's a chance that Shuri revives Vision, revision uh, Vision's body without the Mind Stone, but we'll get to Vision later. Um, as mm-hmm. far as what's going on, what is Doctor Strange up to? Why is he so confident in giving up the Time Stone to Thanos? I have a few theories on what could be going on here. Doctor Strange obviously showed that he is really, really powerful in Infinity War, much more powerful than we saw in his own film. So and much cooler, too. Yeah, so obviously in the time that's <laughs> passed between his first solo adventure and then when we pick up with him in Infinity War, he's become a much more powerful master of the mystic arts. And so I don't know if uh, if maybe he has done something to where... He's like saving everybody inside the multiverse because we know Doctor Strange is also familiar with alternate dimensions and the multiverse because that was something he was exposed to in the first Doctor Strange film. So it could be something like that. But I also have timeline theories. And when I, I, when I started sharing some of those, some people were like, well, no, 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 the Russo said there aren't alternate timelines. And that's not actually what they said. That was the headline in the article. But the actual quote was there weren't what-if scenarios. And that's different from alternate timelines because Thanos already has created an alternate timeline when Thanos because Thanos used the time stone to get the mind stone the mind stone was gone and he turned back time in order to be able to get it so one of my other theories is that Doctor Strange when he went through all of his different visions of these alternate futures he saw that there's there's a, a situation in which Thanos need, would need to use the Time Stone in order to get the Mind Stone, in order to complete the Gauntlet. And so maybe Doctor Strange put some sort of spell on the Time Stone where it preserves that original timeline. Uh, and then maybe Doctor Strange will find some way, or the other heroes will find some way to bring the original timeline back. Because the original timeline, in the original timeline... Thanos doesn't get the Mind Stone and doesn't get to snap his fingers and kill half of everybody. So I have that theory. I have another theory that I call like the dual timeline theory. And this one is probably less likely to happen, but I'm just going to throw it out there in case it ends up being right. So that way I can toot my own horn a year from now or a little less than a year from now. But it's the idea that 
what if there are two divergent timelines that happen from the snap? And, and that's a way of preserving everybody's life is what if what we saw is a timeline where, uh, you know, what if, you know, the, the timeline we originally saw where you have uh, the, the same characters dusted and the same characters who survived. So like Cap, Tony and everybody is alive, T'Challa and on down the line, they're dead. What if there's an alternate, what if there's, like, let's just call that timeline A. What if there's a timeline B where it's the exact opposite? The characters who dusted actually survive and the characters who survived in timeline A are the ones who turned to dust. So that way you can merge the if you can merge those mm-hmm. two timelines of if you if you consider each of those timelines its own dimension or its own piece within the multiverse then maybe those could be merged back together so that way people really died but then there's also like and the same version of them that survived in an alternate timeline again less likely to happen but I'm going to throw it out there as a uh, as a potential theory cuz that still doesn't qualify to me as a what if scenario that's just things that actually happened and then how you Whoa. try and resolve that I- I just thought about something. Could you just brought up what if? What if they bring in like what if characters? Like different like you said the different timelines. What if the watcher is the one that like em- like you know shows people the different universes and grabs other heroes from different timelines or different dimensions for, like you know the what if universe? For those who don't remember or don't know that you know there's a Marvel series called What If where mm-hmm. it was Yatu or Yat I can't ever say his Uatu, name right but yeah. Watu, whatever his name is. The Watcher. I could call him the Watcher. That's the easiest for me. That Watcher is owned uh, by Fox, so he's not an Avengers 4, but it could be a different Watcher. Yeah, it could be it could be a different Watcher. It doesn't matter. But my point is, is that what if he shows up and was like, I will find I will, I will lead you down a different dimension where other heroes are there. Like maybe he brings him the one he shows someone the, the reality that uh Doctor Strange was talking about. Mm-hmm. Now that would be a deep deep marvel cut oh my god that'd be amazing i don't think that'll happen just because the russos mentioned i know not having a what if scenario but as far as uh but let me blow a hole in both of my in like the other in the timeline theories that i've shared because if you if you go back to the mechanics of how the time stone worked in dr strange and i what i think thanos actually did is when he turned back time the time stone has been shown to be able to have an isolated effect to turn back time for one specific targeted thing, uh, which was um, which is like when Doctor Strange was uh, messing with the apple in that uh, in that film. Like nothing else was changing, nothing else was really moving forward or backward in time. It was just the apple, and you know it was focused on that same thing with the book. He was able to just turn back time on the book so that he could get the uh, get the pages that Caecilius and the Zealots, still a good band name, uh, that they used to uh <laughs> to you know get to 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 get access to Dormammu. And so, you know, if he just did an isolated if Thanos just did an isolated thing, then that doesn't necessarily create an alternate timeline based on the way we've seen the time stone work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that is the counter to some of the theories that I've already put out there. So see, like I'm putting theories out there and I'm also debunking them. So that way, either way I get to end up being right. <laughs> but, uh, the other, another thing to keep in mind with time stone though, is what else did Dr. Strange do with the time stone in his film? He created a time loop. So maybe there is some type of loop that can time loop that can be preserved, uh, based on 
what Thanos did. And maybe that does set up uh, almost a replay of the Battle of Wakanda at some point that maybe has more Avengers there and they take on Thanos and they stop him from getting the gauntlet. So there's a lot of different things that can happen as a result of Doctor Strange's shenanigans and his sorcery and all his cool wizard tricks. So clearly Doctor Strange is a pivotal part of this, but I guess it's just kind of hard to uh, figure out. And I, and I think the Russos and, and the writers, Marcus and McFeely, I'm, I'm going to guess that they were smart enough to come up with something that we're not going to figure out ahead of time, but might as well throw out whatever theories we have to try and cover our bases and have a chance of getting of guessing at least something right in there. Yeah, the the one problem with timelines is that it gets it can get really complicated and that's True. where I, I I and that's where I kind of always kind of think about the Marvel the Cin- Marvel Cinematic Universe has been amazingly not as complicated as you as it could have be. Like it could be so much more complicated than it, and it, it's not. It has a it, Kevin Feige has done an amazing job, in my opinion, of really helping simplify everything as much as possible. And I think that's kind of like a an unknown like thing, not unknown, but an underappreciated aspect of the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. U- Marvel Cinematic Universe of its success. The fact that it's able to really take these complex situations and characters and make them really like like functional. Take Thanos, for instance. Like, you know, his, his he was obsessed with death, like the incarnation of death. Well, they take that to an extent to where he's obsessed with, you know, population control. And that essentially is death. He's obsessed with death. So, but my point, like, bring that all back to, you know, what I was talking about is, I did, you know, it's amazing what, what, the, what they've been, Marvel's been able to do with, with, you know, these complicated ideas. So as far as realities and things like that, I'm, I think. I have fully, I have full uh, confidence that they'll they'll do something that will that will be outside the box. One and two will also, you know, be it won't it won't be like a straight future time or a timeline change because I think like people if you know I'm I'm not a huge Star Trek guy but whenever like look look at different timelines it gets really confusing for me, you know, and I'm just like ugh I I can't I can't do this so. I think I think they'll 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 stay away from it, but I think the re, a, a different dimension is different than a different timeline. If that makes oh, totally. any sense, Sean. So I think dimensions are in, timeline out. There is that. I mean, and there's a couple other there are a couple other gems that could play a key role in that because mm-hmm. we think about the time stone in terms of that's what Doctor Strange manipulated. But remember, he saw the whole picture fourteen million six hundred five times. So he's not just seeing the time stone. He can be seeing the actions of the reality stone or the soul stone. And maybe that reveals to him that this is the only way to do it is Thanos has to initially have a victory and then we have to undo it another way. And maybe, you know, we just assume the time stone because that's how that's what we associate directly with Doctor Strange. But it could be something else. Maybe he knows that the soul stone ultimately is the key or the reality stone ultimately is the key. Maybe he programmed the time stone to work with the reality stone and create an alternate reality. Who knows? Um, Or maybe if we look at the soul stone, I know another theory that's out there is that the soul stone, because of it having its, there's a lot of mystery surrounding the soul stone. You can tell that from infinity war and, and uh, if Gamora's in there, although the Russo's kind of initially said Gamora's in there and then they kind of backtracked on whether or not that's like really her or it's just, uh, you know Thanos's projection of her, or or whatever. Maybe it's just some sort of dream state. 
I don't know. But I think what it could be, though, is the the idea that the reason we saw them fade away is it was just like their souls being taken. And maybe the soul stone is where they are all housed, you know, perhaps unknowingly. Like, I don't think they're going to get to pop up inside the soul world and have conversations with each other. Maybe they will, but I doubt it. But maybe their essence or whatever it is is preserved in the soul stone, and that can be used to ultimately revive everybody. So that is one method. The other thing that I know I've seen kicked around there is people have looked at paparazzi set photos and also stuff that even I've thrown out there of like, if you look at Zoe Saldana's uh, social media feed, you see photos of her that she took of herself during Avengers 4 filming where she is wearing the same costume she wore in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, including when she first met Rocket, Star-Lord, and Groot on Xandar when they were fighting over the orb which housed the Power Stone. So we know that there is some scenes that have been filmed in Avengers 4 that take things back to other big scenes in the in the MCU history that that involved infinity stones because as i said the the orb slash power stone with the guardians we've seen photos of steve wearing his of his first uh not first avenger but the first avengers movie that cap costume in the battle of new york and we all we obviously know the tesseract was part of that and technically the mind stone was also part of that because loki scepter was there so with those things in mind i know a lot of people have Think, have thought, well, the Avengers are going to get hold, they're going to wrestle the time stone at least away from Thanos, and they're going to be able to use that to travel through time. And I know some people have already been putting out theories that the Avengers are going to take all the stones uh, before Thanos gets them in the timelines, and then they'll use that to either get their own gauntlet or take Thanos's gauntlet before he even has a chance to get it and use that to reset everything. I know that theory's out there, but how are they getting the time stone from Thanos? Um, and which is not to say it can't happen, but it's still weird that they would just wrestle away one stone from him. That would just be, I don't know, maybe it could happen. But the other thing that I, I look at is what Joe Russo said when he was asked about using time travel. He referred back to Civil War and BARF, binarily augmented retroframing, and he kind of hinted that that's what was going on in those set photos. And that actually would back up the way things uh the way things look in those set photos because guys kind of have like their little equipment it looks like the barf technology a little bit and uh certainly they don't need to wrestle away a time stone in order to do that but i still don't understand what the point of that is going to be it's like yeah you can go back and talk to steve during the battle of new york but you can't take anything from there it's not like going there and grabbing the tesseract prevents Thanos from getting it because barf just works as a projection in your mind that other people can also see but it doesn't it doesn't make it it doesn't change the actual timeline like when tony talks to his parents with that technology in civil war he can see it and so can that entire audience of mit students but he can't change what happened he can't change the fact that uh he can't change the fact that his parents died he can he you know as a for emotional healing and for therapy for therapeutic purposes he can change the conversation he had but that doesn't change the actual timeline in terms of what actually happened. So I'm still I'm, I'm still kind of hitting my head against the wall trying to figure out exactly what the purpose of BARF is going to be, other than to gain some other information that they might be able to use against Thanos. But it's, they can't use that to just go snatch stones away. They would need the time stone to do it, and I don't know if they're going to get it. <sighs> yeah, the whole BARF thing is, is weird. I almost think he's just saying that to throw people off. 
to be could, honest. Could be. Yeah. It could like, be a bold like, you know, lie. These are the guys who put Hulk in a trailer. <laughs> so. Very, very true. God, don't you love the fact that Marvel does that? Like, I love it. Because, you know, I was thinking in the theater when after uh, Banner defeated um, Cole Obsidian. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, wait, he's cool. He's got to turn into the Hulk. We have to have that scene of all them running, which is really cool. Like, I was legitimately looking forward to that scene. Mm-hmm. And and then it didn't happen. I went, oh. And then j- just like Thor, like if they photoshopped his eye in. So you don't, you don't know what happened. Like, I love the fact that Marvel does that. Like, it's happened a couple different times. And it's yeah. brilliant. But it also, brilliant. Tells, it also tells us ahead of time. Don't get too attached to what you see in the Avengers 4 trailers because exactly. I mean, I don't even know how you do a trailer for Avengers 4, frankly. <laughs> I don't, like can you sell it without giving a trailer like Avengers 4 Endgame? No, it should just be like the camera opens on like Kevin Feige just being like just give us some more of your money. <laughs> like that should that should be the trailer for Avengers 4. Like, give us your money. <laughs> just give us your money. We promise it'll be worth it again. And everybody's going, all right, yeah, right, you got it. <laughs> oh, so I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, even though, but that's another thing that they could lie, that they could be lying about. Uh, just because they say that Hulk was never in the movie, how do we know that's not a shot from Avengers 4 that they dropped into the Infinity War trailer just because it looked cool and they whoa, knew they were going to back whoa. it out? Whoa! Like I I said, if we're going to have possible alternate timeline theories or preserving the original timeline, if there is some sort of time loop that preserves the timeline before Thanos undid the damage to the Mind Stone, that would set up a replay of the Battle of Wakanda in which Hulk could be there. So I'm not saying that that is what's definitely going to happen. I lean towards believing the Russos and that it was always intended to be a red herring. But... Can't I can't rule it out as a possibility that Hulk, that we will see that shot or something very similar to it in Avengers Four. In fact, maybe we see that shot or something like in Avengers Four, only with more heroes. Although I will say that even though I see it as a possibility, I don't really like it. I don't want to see a replay of the Battle of Wakanda. I don't want to. Like I want to see I want to mm-hmm. see completely new battles in in Avengers Four because like. Just taking it back to the Battle of Wakanda, to me, will feel a little anticlimactic. It's not that I didn't love the Battle of Wakanda. It was great, but well, I, love it, I, yeah. I, I want to see something totally different now. So, you know, I hope it's not a total side rail, but talking about the Battle of Wakanda, do you think we're going to get like a be-all, end-all fight with Thanos without the gauntlet versus the Avengers? Because we know... With the without the gauntlet, he could take on the Hulk himself, which I think is a great setup, by the way. Mm-hmm. So like you have, so you know the fact that like the Hulk, you know, you, you figure take the Hulk at Thanos, it's over. Well, Thanos showed that that ain't, it ain't over. It took him out in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like if you take out the if you if you take out the gauntlet, it's the you know having the Avengers versus Thanos, not the gauntlet. Do you think that's a possibility in Avengers Four? Or is it going to be kind of like a a thing where it's more, almost like Infinity War, where mm-hmm. it's a little more um, not emotional but cerebral, if you will? Because mm. that's one of the things I loved about uh, Avengers: Infinity War is it went the opposite direction you thought it was going to go. It was more cerebral, cerebral at the end, 
in a sense to where it's Thanos kind of like going through and, and mentally kind of making his journey and making his decisions mm-hmm. and think, which is again, w- w- I wasn't expecting that. I expected a, a lot more of a battle and just, you know, whatever, but like it wasn't. And I think that's cool. But now it's, I almost feel like, do, do they have that big end battle or do they have more of like Thanos gets overcome with like the, the gauntlets too much. And it's kind of like a, not anticlimactic, but like something like that. Am I making myself clear? Am yeah, I no, I get, what, I get what you're saying. I, I think we will get a big battle. I don't think it will be that close to the end of the movie, though, because uh. one quick note on that, and I'll I'll explain more on it later. But remember that, like, this is also wrapping up a lot of stuff in the MCU. So mm-hmm. you don't, I don't think they're going to leave other films to deal with all the immediate aftermath of Avengers Four. I think we're going to see that in this movie. So you could see either at the very end of the second act or very early in the third act is when like the big climactic battle happens, like when they ultimately battle and defeat Thanos. And then you still have another half hour to 40 minutes of movie just like or at least probably probably at least another 15, 20 minutes after the battle against Thanos wrapping stuff up. Uh, And I'll explain more on what uh, some of the stuff that I think that is. But, um, yeah, like I, I, as far as are we going to get another big hero battle against Thanos without the infinity gauntlet? I think he would still have it. I think the question is how well does it work? Because I think there is a legitimate question with the gauntlet. We know it works, but how well, like, I don't think Thanos can just do another snap right now. If he wanted to, like if the Avengers yeah. mm-hmm. came up on him. I don't think he could just get rid of him with the snap of his fingers. Like, I don't think the gauntlet has that much power left. It clearly has some power because he healed himself from the wound that would have otherwise killed him. And he also teleported away from Earth to whatever planet he's on at the very end of the film. So clearly the Infinity Gauntlet still works, but that doesn't mean it works as well and is as is as powerful as we saw it. In Infinity War, so that does give the Avengers a chance, because otherwise it's not a battle. Like, so either they do get the gauntlet away from him, or they get the gauntlet, or you know, get the gauntlet, uh, make the gauntlet, render the gauntlet incomplete again. They get one or two stones away, as we talked about before, possibly pulling the time stone away. I think maybe something like that happens, uh, but but I think I don't think he will be completely stripped of the gauntlet and all the stones when the Avengers fight him, because at that point. I don't think it's a fair fight. Thanos isn't that strong to take on all of them, especially when you add in Captain Marvel to the mix. Because uh, that's the main thing I want to watch is Captain Marvel just sock him in that nutsack for a chin. Like, I want to watch that. <laughs> like, big time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we are going to get a big, like, a whole bunch of heroes versus Thanos type of battle. What if uh, Thanos uses the Time Stone to bring in backup? What if he uses it to unleash other villains from MCU past, present, or whenever in order to help with that battle? I don't know. Because, like, I I expect a large chunk of the movie to start out very, very small. uh, Because I think it's going to be more intimate with some of these heroes, you know, dealing with what they just witnessed. And Tony and Nebula getting off of Titan, getting back to Earth. Tony reuniting with the Avengers. And we'll talk more about that. But... So I think you'll have you'll have a lot of that in the beginning of the movie, but then it's going to ramp up to being bigger because Marcus and McFeely said Avengers 4 is not only better than Infinity War, but they also described it as bigger. So if it's going to get bigger, that means you're going to have to have 
an even bigger, more epic battle than the ones we saw in Infinity War. And that, to me, would signal a bunch of heroes, maybe all of the heroes who were left coming together and uh, and battling Thanos. That seems like something that I believe... Uh, that seems like something that I believe would happen. I don't know. Uh, so I, I, I think you're... I think you're right there that we are going to see it. I just think that Thanos will still have the gauntlet. It will just be in some way, shape, or form, whether it's with fewer stones or just because of the damage that's been done to it, it will just be a slight and at least slightly depowered version of the gauntlet that Thanos has uh, at that point in time. Which, by the way, I think I want to add that I love the fact that it's he can't just use it like in the comics. It's just like he's unstoppable. He's basically the you know the the infinite god of of everything. that's, That's not a fight. Exactly. There's no fight. The fact that he had all those things and does it, it's, you know, it's, it takes time to rebuild. What's also interesting is, um, you know, Itri with, you know, he made the gauntlet for him. Mm-hmm. If he needs a new one to operate it, maybe he's going after, after him. Maybe. So, you know, and maybe that's where the movie is, is basically they know that Thanos is looking for another gauntlet. So they have to meet him there. And his yeah. and like his gauntlet's not as powerful. That would yeah. make sense. That would be kind well, of cool. Thor, Thor saw the gauntlet. Thor knows it's damaged. So, mm. you know, Thor was right there. So that could be Thor saying, look, I know where Thanos is going to go next because I saw him use the gauntlet and I saw that thing was totally fried. And so, but what if like Thanos can't replace the gauntlet? Cause it almost looks like it's melted onto his skin at that point. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so mangled and so gnarly that it just makes me think, what if like Thanos is just stuck with that? <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing he can do about it, which actually would be a good, dev- you know, from a writing perspective, that would be a good reason why the the gauntlet is slightly depowered and there's nothing Thanos can do about it because he literally can't get that gauntlet off of him. Although you would think that he could use at least enough power on the reality stone to get the gauntlet off of him, but whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, we've covered a lot of the gauntlet stuff. Uh, let's let's get into and, and covering the heroes coming back from from the dust uh you know because and i know and and just one more thing on that like if the avengers do get the stones together themselves and create their own gauntlet or do something like that there's a part of me that doesn't really want that kind of scenario just because same I, I don't want it to be easy like it mm-hmm. can't be this thing of like oh they just snap their fingers and undo it like it has to, I, I want something more complex than that so I hope it's not I, I do hope it's not kind of like that but do I do I think it could be a higher being restoring things potentially course. I I think that's a very valid possibility eternity the living tribunal mm-hmm. dude eternity showed up holy crap. Yeah, like what? Like, imagine this. Imagine just, this. It, it really would be holy crap because I would be praying yeah, and crapping yeah. my pants at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so for people who want to know who Eternity is, he's like this cosmic god that's literally like the uh, the four. He's got like the universe as his body. Like mm-hmm. he's a shape of, of a of a person, but the universe is like what he looks like. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's one of the coolest. He's a Jack Kirby creation, I believe. Um, I believe I, I should actually look that up. I'm gonna look that up while we talk later. But anyway. He's amazing, and I love the character. And if if all of a sudden, like, what if like Tony Stark and Captain America are in an all white room, and all of a sudden it's Eternity sitting next to him? It's just my mind. <laughs> I mean, I just do. I'm, oh my god! You know, I would do a whole squeal right there. I'd be like, "Oh, we're not worthy." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. It- 
Eternity is one of my big hopes for the MCU at some point. I don't know if it gets to be this film or not, but that would be totally rad if it did. Um, so we talked about bringing how maybe the heroes get to come back from the dust, and, although we just came up with a bunch of theories that probably won't be true. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Gamora specifically, because Gamora is where I find myself very, very torn in terms of not only what I think will happen, but what I want to happen. Because I know there's this idea that because we see that child version of her when Thanos seems to be inside the Soul Stone, uh, and again, the Russos have kind of been a little... They've kind of hedged that a little bit, even after some initial comments or clarified what they had said. And so if uh, so, they've made it a little more like murky in terms of what uh, what we can expect there. But I don't just love this idea that Gamora is inside the Soul Stone and is just definitely going to get to come back. Uh, I think, I mean, ultimately... If I had my, cho- if it was completely up to me, as much as I love the character of Gamora, I love that scene in Vormir so much that I don't want it undone. And I also think that the deaths from Infinity War slash Avengers Four have to mean something. And I think you have a nice natural dividing line right now between the people who died via turning to dust versus the people who died very physical deaths uh, before the snap. And so if the people who come back from the dust, like if they make it back, but nobody else does, then that's a clear dividing line, uh, you know, just not only visually, but also just in terms of the overall execution of it, the rules of the world and everything and, and the mechanics of it all. That would suggest that, Here's the simple reason why some people got to come back and others pe- other people didn't, so that you can, as an audience member, have confidence that these deaths that you saw in Infinity War and then other deaths that you eventually see in Avengers 4, that they are real and they are going to stick. I think if you bring back the characters who turned into, who turned into dust and you also start bringing back other characters, even if it's just Gamora, then it's still then I f- still feel like audience members are going to be like, well... There's always some exceptions. So even though you might say that in this movie, uh, you know, in this movie, this is the reason why Gamora gets to survive. Well, then how do I know that like two or three movies from now, I'm not going to be watching you undo the death of Steve Rogers or somebody else that I just saw die in Avengers 4? Like, I think you just open your door, you just open the doors to more of even some of that criticism of like that people have of Marvel, like the deaths don't stick. So why should I believe that any of these are going to stick. So I'm kind of torn on that. Like the only thing that kind of makes sense to me is the theory that Nebula will trade places with Gamora. If you keep the rule of the soul stone, like it's a soul for a soul and Nebula is willing to sacrifice herself in order to save Gamora. I could kind of see that. Cause then you can say, look, somebody still had to die and stay dead. That's the only way that Gamora got out of it is somebody else died. So it doesn't totally invalidate what happened in Vormir because there's still obviously a high cost. It, it guarantees that at least somebody has to stay dead as a result of what Thanos did. And so I could, I could go along with it, but ultimately I still lean towards uh, just letting Gamora be dead as we saw with the, that huge green pool of blood coming out of the back of her head. Yeah. This is where I have a hard time 
you know, and this is where I think the the higher being, the eternity, which by the way, eternity was created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. I knew I was close. That's right. But he, yeah, I think he appeared in Doctor Strange, Strange first, right? Yeah, one thirty eight. Yeah, Strange Tales one thirty eight. Because I knew I saw so, him there. I just uh, wasn't sure if he had appeared anywhere else. Yeah, before. yeah. I knew he was old school. I knew he's one of the legendary, uh, you know, bit, you know, Ditko or Kirby he was like creations. the guy who had to step in. To help Doctor Strange with Dormammu, because mm-hmm. there was no damn yeah. way Dormammu was going to be uh, <laughs> was going to be beaten by Strange. And actually, right. Eternity—the first time Dormammu died, it was in a clash with Eternity. Yeah, and so again, another reason why I think my—it's—I have a hard time thinking the Stones will be involved. I think something like this is going to happen with with Eternity. Like he's in it. Like there's going to be like a like like a sacrifice. Like one person's gonna sacrifice himself, and eternity is gonna revert everything back to where it was, but keep that one person gone. Which it could be Captain America, it could be you know Iron Man. That's what I think. I don't think the stones. I'm gonna say this. My speculation is I think the stones don't bring back the people. I think something else above the stones do. That's what I think. Yeah, because. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's so, you know, and again, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a sacrifice like, like, you know, what, you know, whatever. Let's say like Captain America like goes, you know, uh, to Thanos, you know, he says, uh, what's what, 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 I could do this all day. And then like he, sh- he throws Thanos and like him in a, a black hole and they all die, you know, or something like that. And then everyone's crying, going, oh, God, Steve. And then, like, Eternity just kind of pops up. Or, like, yeah, Tony's sitting down. He went, he, he closes his eyes. He opens them. He's in an all-white room. And Eternity, the giant universe-looking man, is, is standing there. And he goes, what be you? Or something like that, you know? <laughs> something ridiculous like that. And then Tony's like, man, bring back my friends. And he's like, it will be done. And he snaps, and everything goes back to normal. Something like that. Something like that. So... In all seriousness, I really think something along those lines will happen. Yeah. He'll in have my to choose the right cup and then eternity. <laughs> you have chosen Pony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I could actually kind of see if somebody was going to, like, wear a gauntlet and un- or wear the gauntlet and undo what Thanos did. Like, I could totally see that being Steve. I don't want that to happen, though. It'd be weird. It would, but it would also probably kill the person, though, because of the damage that was done. Oh, oh, snap. You might have found... Well, hold on. How does he wear the gauntlet? Thanos' arm is huge! What if they make their own... What if they have Eitri make a smaller gauntlet that could fit a human-sized hand? What if it... Ooh, okay. 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 I mean, eh, I still don't love... I still don't love, like... Again, the mechanics of that are too simple of... Oh yeah, you snapped your fingers with your gauntlet. Well, we've got a gauntlet of our own. Snap! Like, oh, right, but I still the, don't I, love it. What I what I do like about your idea, Sean, is the fact that it was Captain America doing it. Because thinking about the time when you know he almost lifted up Thor's hammer, which by the way he should have, and maybe maybe we'll get that. Oh, Sean, we'll get that in Avengers Four. Captain America picks up Thor's hammer. Oh, that I think could happen, but uh, oh, but. Well, first off, I mean, if he picks up Stormbreaker, is that really the same? Well, because yeah, Stormbreaker have doesn't have that Odin enchantment on it. Of oh, you're right, because Groot picked it up. Well, no, because Groot it's it made it's made from Groot. It's maybe. made of Groot, so that doesn't technically count. But at the same time, 
Mjolnir didn't have that that worthy thing. Like we saw Odin put that enchantment mm-hmm. on it in the first mm-hmm. Thor. No such enchantment has been given to Damn Stormbreaker. What what if they go back in a different dimension and they take and he picks it up and he takes it then? Oh, like the original um, Mjolnir? I, yeah. Maybe. I, I could see that I, happening. I, I, I'm spitballing here. I, I just I just we were we were robbed of Captain America picking up Mjolnir. We were we were robbed of that, in my opinion. Joss Whedon, I blame you. Hey, you let Vision pick it moment, up. At that moment, Steve Rogers was not worthy. He was hiding the fact that his friend murdered the parents of his other friend. Oh, he snap. was not worthy in that ah. moment. No way. But now, but see, all bets are off. He's he's worthy now. Yeah, now it could be different. But like, but that's in my in my opinion. Well, he didn't know that he killed him then. Yes, he did. Oh, you're right. Age of Ultron oh, okay. is after Winter Soldier, and Winter Soldier is when That's he found right. Out. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, he it's knew. Been... Son of a bitch. All right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. But, damn it. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think, I don't so think they're going to. I don't. I don't. I still. Whatever the mechanics are of the. Whatever the device is, or however it comes, it comes about. Like, I don't think that it will be a situation where. Everybody gets to come back. I mean, all the dusted people, yes. But the people who... uh, But, like, I don't think Loki gets to come back because of that. I don't think Heimdall gets to come back because of that. And I also think that if Gamora gets to come back, it's through some other method. And this could be the thing that possibly unleashes Gamora, is what if the Soul Stone is destroyed, and then any souls that are trapped inside of it get to escape and go back to their bodies. But then again, it doesn't fix the fact that her body is mangled right now um but i don't know i just uh the gamora thing i'm just like because i know that james gunn loves to have his guardians movies be so separate from everything else that's what makes me feel like gamora's death is going to be undone because it's the kind of thing where it's like well you can't really call your guardians trilogy standalone if one of your main characters just up and disappears between film two and film three uh that's not you know, then then you're not able to tell your full story within your trilogy. Obviously, there's necessary information that happened in movies in between them, but because uh, because like all of this happened and was settled on before James Gunn signed for Guardians Three, so that's why it makes me feel like it was ultimately something that he was okay with. And I'm I'm really questioning whether or not he would be okay with Gamora being dead and staying dead at the end of Avengers Four and being something he would have to deal with in uh, in guardians three but all that's like external reasons within the story itself i feel like it still makes the most sense for gamora to just stay dead i really do i, I don't mm. i don't really even the the nebula swap thing doesn't uh it, i would be okay with it i wouldn't be super like critical of it and hate it and like throw my popcorn and walk out of the movie next year but i still would be like eh, should have stuck with it you know you know, I'm going to agree with you on that. I think it would be really uh it would make sense that they would they would kill her off because you want to give Star-Lord a, 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 you know some kind of arc in uh the third uh, Guardians film. Mm-hmm. And think about a third Guardians film of him grieving his mom and his you know first love, the probably the first woman he's ever you know truly loved besides, you know, whatever uh in his life you know, are both dead and think about the fact that he'd have to, you know, another thing to get over and how, you know, you can introduce other things and other, another love interest in the movie. 
Um, yeah, I'm not saying you ha- it would. I would be upset if they did bring her back, but no, I think it's a very it's a possibility because again, you it just would make Volume Three a little more interesting because, in my opinion, Volume Two didn't really end. Well, actually, no, he did. Yeah, he lost his father, his surrogate father, mm-hmm. essentially lost his mom, he lost his true love. How does it affect someone? Mm-hmm. So. That that would be a really fascinating, you know, actually give make uh, Star Lord even more interesting or way more interesting than he is now because I don't think he's that interesting. But I think that's he just is, me. But, <laughs> but but no, it's, it it would be an interesting thing for not just Star Lord though. I mean, for the entire team to go through. Oh right, and yeah, having yeah, to, exactly. uh, Having to deal with that loss, and I think it also sets up interesting things for Nebula because like then Nebula could join the team, assuming she survived. Uh, she survived as well. At the end of Avengers Four, if Gamora stays dead, then maybe that's the way that Nebula honors her sister. Is like, well, I'm going to try to take your place on the team. You know, I'm going to try and you know fill your shoes on the team and make sure that this team stays together. And that's the way that I'm going to that's the way that I'm going to honor you. Like, I think something like that would be uh, would be really interesting for Guardians of the Galaxy Three. And and so if James Gunn is willing to let go of the idea of his trilogy just being so completely standalone. Then I think actually that would be uh, I think that would be really cool. Uh, but but anyway, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it next year, as we will all of these bridges. But let's talk about Vision a little <laughs> bit more. Like I shared my Mindstone enemy within theory, but even even if he survives, even if he doesn't necessarily survive within the Mindstone, we've also established the po- in Infinity War the possibility that he can survive without the Mindstone. Uh, you have Shuri there who was already kind of working on putting him back to get, on putting him together, so he wouldn't need the Mindstone. What if she's able to successfully do that? But I know you tweeted out a comic book cover that was kind of your your hint for what we were going to talk about for the speculation. Damn episode. straight. So what are you seeing for Vision? So, you know, I'm going to go into a, the, a deep cut for me, which is the early 90s. And that's probably my bread and butter as far as my my, my really true entry level to hardcore Marvel zombiedom. Uh, so... The only vision that I remember seeing is the pale white vision that you see that, that I tweeted out for um, when I was talking about the future speculation episode. At one point, the original vision gets destroyed and then basically gets re- he rebuilds himself and becomes this other vision that's a pretty much a different person. Like it, it, he's not – in fact, like when when Scarlet Witch sees him – She's like, oh, my God, Vision, you're alive. And he's like, you know, he's basically not in love with Wanda. He's a different – he's almost a different character. So what I'm thinking is is that he, it's interesting that Vision turns white, just like his, you know, his uh, counterpart self in the comic books is other character or costume change, if you will. Um, he turns white too. And what I'm thinking is that – you know, they hint about the fact that the Soul Stone may not be the only thing making Vision Vision. So they've set this up completely mm-hmm. in the in the movie because, again, the comics already showed him resurrected in white, and he's white in the movie when he dies. And they, t- or and they have, gray, they totally, but yeah, irregardless, they make him they they, they go set out to basically explain that the Soul Stone may not Mind truly stone, be, but yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I think that was trying might to prevent ha- people from adding you on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> well, you're so cynical. Why are you asking the Mind Stone? <laughs> the soul stone? 
Because I'm a hateful person, that's why. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, so I, I just think that mate, what's probably going to happen is he's just going to wake up. And they're going to be like, what the – how'd this happen? And then when he – and he'll have some power still from the Soul Stone and – or – wait, see, I always Mind forget stone. which one. Mind <laughs> stone. See, guys, I can't remember. I can't keep these things straight. Yeah, I think he'll have some power from you know from, from having the Mind Stone originally. And then he'll what will happen is when he shows up against Thanos, that's when the Mind Stone and him will be connected still. And then that could work against him. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. He'll be there with the Avengers – and it'll be weird. I'm not sure if I'll have a whole new look because he's got like a huge hole in his head now. But I think something like that could happen well, they where you can, can patch the hole. Like, well, <laughs> well, we don't know. Maybe, maybe they can't. I don't know. He's they're in but, Wakanda. Like, <laughs> true, dude. I didn't think about he can that. Get a vibranium patch on that. Like, that's is Shuri. Is Shuri? What if she's the one that redesigns Vision? Could be. Totally could be. <sighs> Whoa! Well, she was already so, she was already attempting to redesign him. Well, right, exactly. So, I think I think he'll get he'll come back into that that white vision or gray white vision, as you like to say, um, and he'll come back. He'll show up with the Avengers against um, Thanos. And I'm almost thinking, was Paul Bettany was he on was he on a set for Avengers Four? Have we seen him at all? Uh, he was on set. While Avengers Four was filming, the only question is: Was he shooting for Avengers Four, or was he doing? Because at the same time they were shooting Avengers Four, they were also doing like additional photography slash reshoots for Infinity War. So even though he was there, like, and I should say that like in the via his Instagram photos, he has the Mind Stone in his forehead. And he is the original color scheme of Vision. So mm. that allows us to conclude absolutely nothing. Because well, <laughs> this could have been this could have been again photography for Infinity War that's already played out. Or it could be a flashback slash barf slash time travel scene in Avengers Four. We don't know. Uh, because we know there's other instances of where there's either some type of time travel or barf or something going on. So there's no way to even though he was there there's nothing that really verifies that he was there filming present day scenes in Avengers four, but he was around a lot. Like he was around in like, cause if you go back through his Instagram, like he's around in September, like October, December, like he's uh, maybe not October. I know, but like September and December, there's photos of him in his vision costume. And they, it seems like they're from, they're relatively current. The one from September may not be, because it's just a photo that Mark Ruffalo took, but there is other more present day stuff. Oh yeah, here is one from October where he's getting like his vision makeup taken off or some of his prosthetics. So, uh, mm. and there is a Mind Stone on that prosthetic that's being peeled off. So Paul Bettany was around a lot. So it seems like he was around for more than just reshoots or additional photography for Infinity War. Seems like it's Avengers Four material, but that doesn't guarantee that it's present day. Avengers 4 mm. material, but I think it is because I think Vision is going to get to come back. I don't think we are going to get... We might very briefly get an all-white Vision when he comes back, but I think he will take mm. the... I will. I think he will ultimately end up with the form we know. And then just in case anybody's screaming like, hey, Sean, why aren't you mad about Vision coming back that you would be with Gamora? Well, I feel like Vision all naturally has his own rules because he's not an organic life form. So... 
it's like, yes, we think of him as very human, but he is a, a synthesoid. He can be repaired in a way that a human being or in another biological life form cannot. So I think it's very, it's a much more natural thing to just have Vision go by his own rules uh, compared to really any other character in uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think undoing his death doesn't necessarily um, make anybody question the de- the permanence of other deaths that have happened in Infinity War and could happen in uh, in Avengers Four. So. We'll see what happens with uh, with Vision, but I feel like with with all the talk about the snap and how the heroes are going to come back from that, and what ha- what's up with Gamora and the Soul Stone and Vision and the Mind Stone and all that stuff, I kind of feel like a lot what a lot of speculation loses because I know these are the things that are like I, I know I understand why most of the speculation goes in this direction because those are the big mysteries surrounding Avengers Four, but. It's honestly not necessarily the things that I'm anticipating most about Avengers 4 because there are things that we know will happen that I think we should be anticipating. Like, I am one of the things I was happiest about when Infinity War was over is that Tony and Steve both survived because ever since Civil War, I have been waiting for two things. What is the next conversation between Tony and Steve? I want to see it. And also, when is Tony going to give Steve that damn shield back? I want to see that. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so I am pretty confident that we are going to get both of those in Avengers 4. And I think, obviously, the first first, post-Civil War meeting, which also turns into a post-Infinity War meeting, like... I can just imagine how emotional that's going to be. Because Tony and Steve, I don't think just because this horrible thing has happened that they will just immediately forget about the beef that they have. So I think when they initially meet, there could still be some residual anger towards each other Mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of blame. But I think ultimately they will come together because I think they're both going to feel a mutual sense of guilt that Mm. together, regardless of who did what, together they allowed their relationship to disintegrate to such a point that... Like, Tony hesitated to call Steve, um, and also Steve certainly didn't, re- you know, wasn't trying to reach out to Tony, although he already kind of knew that Tony was out in space. But either way, they know that as a result of what, you know, what they let their relationship, like, devolve into, that the Avengers were totally split apart and at their weakest when Earth's greatest threat came, uh, you know, when Earth's greatest threat finally arrived. And so... I'm really excited to see them deal with that. And I'm excited to see because that's and that is a Tony and Steve thing at the center. But that's also something that, you know, Natasha would weigh in on and that Rhodey would weigh in, weigh in on. Also, I'm excited about Thor and Banner weighing in on it of like, we were gone. What the hell happened to you guys? You know, Mm. but also maybe uh, a little bit of resentment towards Thor and Banner like well where the hell were you guys like you know maybe you could have helped us <laughs> like work our way through some of this stuff so I think there's going to be a lot of drama between those core Avengers and obviously they they very intentionally chose which Avengers they were going to keep around uh, and, and make sure that they forced that original group of Avengers plus a couple extras like uh, like Rhodey and uh, Okoye and probably Shuri like other people around to kind of and Rocket to uh, to have to deal with that, so I'm I'm really excited about just the the emo- the raw emotion that we're going to get from those characters. Yeah, 
you said it best. I can't. I couldn't really sum it up better. But I'm gonna go ahead and second everything you said because that moment's gonna be intense. The first time Cap and Tony talking, and then Cap getting his shield back. Oof, that's gonna be special. Yep, because those shields in uh, Infinity War. Eh. So like, they didn't really do- well, okay, that might be the most underwhelming things in the movie. Yeah, I thought there those was gonna shields. be a, a scene where they would because, like, in the toy, like the action figure, they were like come together and like form Ooh. another shield, you know, like, cause on the Hasbro thing, it's like one bigger shield that looks like it's, you know, it, it looks like it's made of those two pieces. So I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know what happened there, but anyway, yeah, that shield was pretty underwhelming in use in infinity war. We need the original shield back. Um, cause that's why I don't care if cap lifts the hammer or not. I want the main thing I need is for cap to have his shield, please. And thank you. Like that, that just has to happen. Um, but there's other things that I'm really that I'm really interested in in seeing. Like I want to find like I wanted to see Rocket and Tony meet, uh, but that didn't happen in Infinity War. So I'm looking forward to that happening in Avengers Four. But even more than that, I'm now excited about Rocket meeting Shuri because I don't think Shuri dusted away. Because I think they would have shown her dusting away if that's what if that's what had happened to her. So I think she's still around when Avengers Four starts. And so I love, I think Rocket will just be completely fascinated by Shuri and all of her tech and the weapons that she designs. Uh, I think Rocket will be uh, really, really impressed by Shuri. Uh, And maybe, and Tony probably will be as well. And perhaps knowing Tony, probably very insecure once he meets Shuri (laughs) and realizes that, yeah, she's probably smarter than him and has better tech. Uh, So I'm excited about that. And uh, but it's also going to be interesting to watch how Rocket handles this stuff emotionally because if you track Rocket's arc through the two Guardians, the two Guardians films, then Infinity War, he went from somebody who had no one except Groot to finally found a little family and then tried to reject them before they could reject him in Guardians Two, and then finally learned to accept that, and then took it a step further in. Infinity War, where he tried, where he saw that Thor was in distress and just wanted to talk to him to try and help Thor out. As he said, you know, time to beat the captain. Well, now Rocket has lost his entire family. The only person he knows is Nebula, and also now he knows Thor a little bit. But I wonder how does that impact Rocket? Does he start rejecting family again because he doesn't want to feel, he doesn't want to risk the the horrible sense of loss that he has now? Or does he just rely on them because now he needs them? Like Rocket and Nebula, I could actually see them bonding. You know, and I think there's a good setup for them to bond in Avengers Four and even continue into Guardians Three, which is why I'm not such a huge fan of just swapping Nebula for Gamora. There's a lot of interesting things with Rocket and Nebula. Obviously, as being survivors of this snap, like there's common ground there. But think about Nebula and, and Rocket for a second. They're both characters who've been torn apart and put back together so, like several times over and over. Like they both have similar experiences and a lot of similar feelings of rejection and pain and, and having been through horrible abuse and torture. I think you can totally see, uh, you know, uh, I think you could see a lot of that, that, that common ground for those characters could be, you know that could be where you the foundation of an actual pretty strong relationship and bond between the two of them that we see form in Avengers Four. Yeah, I I totally I totally could see that, and you know there's a there's a lot of like things in in this movie that I think that the relationships are just going to be they're probably going to come to a head, and you know one I think is probably uh, 
with Scarlet Witch and and and, and Vision. Like mm-hmm. I is you know I'm really wondering what, how that's going to be. Is this going to play it out like a like a fairy tale that they're going to live happily ever after, or you know is one going to be sacrificed over the other? Because I think Wanda's coming back, but I don't know. And also really quickly, I know we're probably wrapping up here in a, in a couple minutes, but. Um, you know, there was rumors and they're saying that, that Hawkeye is, uh, Ronan, um, or Ronan, wait, Ronan, Ronan, Ronan. Well, Ronan. he's got, you know, some Ronan inspired like hairdo and costume updates, but he's not going to go yeah, by that identity. I mean, the wait, name wait. is, the name is too confusing. It still sounds like Ronan, the accuser from guardians. Like I think, so wait a minute, is he, does, does he not have the mask? I have no idea if he has the mask or not. I don't know if anybody ever got a photo of that. So I don't know if that's been confirmed, but you know, he may, again, he may end up with a costume and even a mask that looks very much like Ronan, but I don't think that I don't, I'm just saying he won't be called that name in, mm. uh, in Avengers four. There's just no way he'll just be Clint slash Barton slash Hawkeye. Um, but then, yeah, like in terms of how Hawkeye and Ant-Man come into this, since they weren't in infinity war, I think there's a good chance that, Hawkeye maybe saw his family all get dusted away after the snap, and maybe that's what oh, gets him. Yeah. Gets him to go uh, mm. and join the fight. I think there's a good chance that happens, uh, since right now he's on house arrest, and so is Ant Man, and that actually makes sense because in the Ant Man trailer, like the first one you see, like Scott Lang, and there's like all these FBI. He's like at home, like standing in the kitchen, and there's all these FBI agents around, so they're probably setting up his house arrest at that point, and so. Mm. I think uh, I think when we get to Ant Man and the Wasp, probably not in the main story, but then in like the mid or post credit scene, I think Wasp is going to fade away. Maybe Hank Pym as well, but I definitely think Wasp because Aunt Evangeline Lilly didn't shoot very much on Avengers Four, so that would lead me to believe that she's dusted and then she comes back <laughs> very briefly. Dusted in Avengers Four, she's dusted. Well, they all were, but you know, I know it's just it's a funny term. So, well, it's the only way I know how to say it. I don't want to say killed because I don't think they're going to stay dead. But, uh, well, they were still killed. It's just, you know, it can be undone in some way. But anyway, so I think that's kind of going to be what happens with them. And that's how Scott meets up with everybody else. And like, hey, guys, we got to figure this whole mess out. Uh, trying to think of anything else. Oh, okay. So there's two things I definitely want to discuss uh, as it relates to t- Tony and Steve. But it's really a little m- bit more separately. Do you think let's let's go one at a time here? Do you think Steve is going to be alive at the end of this next movie? My heart tells me no, but I want like or he'll he'll be dead at the end of this movie, and but I really want him to survive this movie. So it's I'm super conflicted. I have a hard time envisioning Steve surviving this one. Um, looking at all the external factors and Chris Evans always, uh, you know, even though there are some times where he says, yeah, let's do it and let's keep making Marvel movies forever. Then there's the times where he's like, yeah, I think I'm ready to hang it up. You know, he's always so kind of back and forth on that. And, and I just think I actually kind of see Steve and Bucky going on this. Although I actually, I kind of think maybe Bucky survives. Don't know yet. Um, but I could see Steve and Bucky actually dying together because, you know, the whole thing that the Russos kind of started in winter soldier was with you till the end of the line, pal. So 
if Steve dies, like it almost makes sense that Bucky would go with him. Like that's the end of the line for both of them together. Uh, so I think that would be, uh, I could see that scenario, but even, even separate from Bucky, I just feel like Steve is ultimately going to be the guy who makes the sacrifice play, but uh, that, uh, ultimately saves the day. However, that is, whether that's using a gauntlet or some other, uh, some other type of, you know, device or whatever the case may be. I feel like Steve is going to be the one who makes the sacrifice because everybody, you know, people talk like Tony has to make the sacrifice, but he fulfilled that arc of laying down on the wire in the Avengers when he flew through the portal, the wormhole with the nuke. He was willing to die. He just didn't. Um, you know, he was willing to sacrifice himself to save everybody else. So I think the Avengers addressed that. So that doesn't have to happen in Infinity War. But what I could see happening is I could see Tony and Steve dying together, but I think what's more likely to happen is it will be Tony and it will come down to Tony and Steve. Tony will say, I should be the guy. It, they're basically going to Armageddon it with, <laughs> with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. Like, it's going to be the thing where, like, Tony says, okay, it's going to be me. And then Cap, like, in the end, just throws him out of the way or just tells him, no, it's not going to be you. It's going to be me. And uh, they're not going to be talking about an. In, they're not going to be singing in sync karaoke as I seem to be as I go through this speculation right now. But I do <laughs> think that uh, that Cap will ultimately be the one to sacrifice himself. And the only question is whether or not Bucky also goes with him, because with Tony, I think Tony survives. I think he gets married, and I think they have. And I think he and Pepper Why have the kid. The kid. The kid. Ugh. You know, I don't want the kid. And I know, you know, I'm not going to reveal it for those who didn't read it. I, I know there's something else out there that, like, you know, that have kind of embol- have reinforced this theory for people. I know what that is, and I'm not going to talk about it on here for people who don't want to be spoiled. So, but anyway, like, it, independent of that, I was already having the feeling like at, when. When Tony first talked about Pepper being pregnant, I was like, okay, she's definitely pregnant, but maybe that means Tony's dead because, like, that's just the classic thing of, like, we're going to have a baby. Well, one of you is. <laughs> like, the other one's going to be dead. Yeah. Um, but then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, eh, I kind of think Tony makes it. And I think that is because Kevin Feige's also said, like, to provide, like, finality in this, they don't need to have. Uh, they don't need to have characters die. So, you know, Steve's finality would be death, but Tony's will be something else. Like the main thing for Tony is he can't quit being Iron Man. He can't retire. Well, maybe if he was finally getting married and having a kid, that would be the thing of him saying, and, and Thanos was eliminated. This one threat that's been haunting him this whole time that, uh, that, you know, that would be the end for Tony. And it also just kind of fits when you think of every, when you think of like giving, Avengers for uh, a happy ending, uh, certainly a wedding or the birth of a child or something like, you know, however they play that out, that would certainly be the right kind of happy occasion that would provide a sense of closure to this, uh, this era of the MCU. So I could totally see that being uh, a lot of the the third act of the film. Hey, hey, uh, the, the kid thing is too much. I can't take it. (laughs) <laughs> it's bad. You know what it's like? It's like Superman Returns, kid. Enough said. Uh, well, it, there's it, a it, there's a difference between we knew that Pepper was pregnant 
and a baby is born versus Superman's been gone for five years and he comes back. Oh, by the way, there's a kid like Tony will have been present for this whole thing. So I think that I think there's a difference there. There is a you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Sean. But I still it's still Tony's been trying to be a parent like he was a tried to be a father figure, although not a very good one. But to Harley in uh, Iron Man three. And then he's certainly been a father slash mentor for Peter Parker. So I think you kind of see Tony taking these steps toward, you know, fatherhood in these movies. So it actually would, that actually is an arc to that. Okay. has been introduced to complete for him in Avengers four. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Ooh, I, I can't do it. I can't get behind it. Yeah. I mean, I know, and also it wouldn't shock me if the kid's name was Steve. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh man, uh, you know. And but although they've already done the name your baby after the dead hero thing in the MCU, but I don't care. Do it again because nobody cares about Nathaniel Pietro Barton anyway. But <laughs> I would be happy to hear about Steven Stark, or if Bucky dies with Steve, Steven Buchanan Stark. Although that's a little awkward to have your middle name for your kid be the guy who murdered your parents, even if he was brainwashed at the time. So probably not on that one. (laughs) Wow. But yeah, I I could see it. You know, I I, I could see that being the end for uh, Tony because it's enough for people to believe that he would retire, but you also still know, hey, years from now when something else pops up and they really need him, Robert Downey Jr. slash Tony Stark slash Iron Man will be there and can pop back up to be a a part-time player they'd have to leave him retired long enough for the end of avengers 4 to mean something but at least they leave that that door open uh with iron uh, with iron man so i could totally see that being the way it, it plays out i i i just i don't know I, the more i think about it the harder i i have a harder time believing that they would kill both steve and tony in this and so if i have to pick one who's more likely to survive than the other i lean towards uh Tony being the one who survives and Steve being the one who dies. Yeah. All this talk about dying is depressing me. But I don't that's know if I like see, it. But that's that's part of the reason why like the wedding and or birth of a child, or maybe they jump even farther forward in time and it's like the kid's first birthday party or something. Cause uh, mm. I know Sebastian Stan talked about the day where like everybody was on set. What if that was the wedding or what if that was the birthday party or what if that was like, a memorial service where the kid's already been born, but it's like, it's not the funeral, but it's like a, a memorial ceremony for the fallen heroes, including cap and everybody else. Like I could see something like that, uh, playing out at the end of Avengers four. Cause you, after infinity war ended on such like a savagely brutal note, I feel like Avengers four is going to end on an uplifting note. So if mm. Steve is dead, how do you turn that around and make it uplifting? Well, Having a thing where like people are honoring the former Avengers, but you also see like the new beginnings of a wedding or the birth of a new child, you know, a new child or something like that. I feel like that is allows Avengers four to end on a high note, even though some very sad things have happened uh, uh, earlier in the film. Yeah, I I think this is going to be a mixed bag, and I I think people left confused in Infinity War. People are going to leave and just be like sad. They're going to be sad a little bit. If Steve's gone, there's going to be a lot of sadness. 
it'll be, I think it'll be bittersweet, you know, because I think, you know, Steve having a heroic death is something that, you know, you'd be sad to see him go, but you'd be also have that sense of pride of like, yeah, he did it. Like he saved us all. Like you would, I think you would appreciate that about Steve. And at the same time, if you see that like his legacy lives on through the Avengers and the other heroes and stuff like that, I, I think it is, there is a way for you to be, to walk out of that movie sad that Steve is gone, but still really happy. But that's also why, like I was saying, I expect that when you have that big climactic battle, where Steve probably dies, you the movie goes on for a while after that. So you have you have time to recover and focus on whatever happy occasion they're showing us at the end, be that the wedding, uh, you know, the the everybody meeting Tony's new baby, or again like a, a first birthday party or something like that. And that's what I see possibly uh yeah, that's what I see possibly happening there to just kind of get everybody's focus off of the horribly sad thing or just make sure it's not only on the terribly sad thing when you see uh, when you see Avengers 4 or when it ends, that there is some sense of optimism and closure and, and some sense of happiness, even though, yes, some very sad things have also happened over the course uh, over the course of the movie. But I think we've... Obviously, we are going to spend much more time speculating about Avengers 4 as this less as this not quite a year goes on so through the rest of 2018 and into 2019 we'll have plenty more time to speculate and as news breaks i think it'll be a long time before we hear anything about avengers 4 including the title um oh i guess we could do let's let's wrap up with that any thoughts on what the title will be i hate endgame i hate 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 it oh i don't think that'll be it yeah i i don't if i Infinity War. So they've one thing they've been consistent with is that they've taken titles from existing stories and reworked them, like they Age have, of Ultron. Yeah, but they have said they're not taking a comic book story title for Avengers Four. The Russos have said that. I think it's a lie. I think I wouldn't <laughs> be shocked. I I wouldn't be shocked if it was Avengers Forever. They said that's not it, but they said that's oh. the closest. So that leads me thinking, okay, well, what else sounds like forever? So remember how we were saying we hope somebody's in the film? What if it's called Avengers Eternity? Oh, damn. Or since this is another movie that they're also working on, what if it's called Avengers Eternal? I like Eternity better because I want Eternity to be in the movie. But other than that, I mean, like, then I go farther down the list to like Avengers Beyond, which I don't like because it makes, reminds me of Batman nope. Beyond, which was always overrated. Stop it, internet. Uh, but anyway, wow, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. But, I've uh, always said I've I, I just said on a podcast recently. Don't get on Sean Gerber's bad side. <laughs> it looks like Batman Beyond found that bad side. <laughs> uh, yeah, Batman. Uh, well, look, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, good. Everything else. Who cares? Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Thank you. I love that. I love Return of the Joker. Anyway, yeah. wrong different podcast. Thanks to everything that has nothing to do with Batman Beyond. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean the most famous the most famous scene from it is a flashback in which Terry McGinnis is nowhere to be found. Right. Anyway, I digress. Oh. Uh, I oh. like I like Avengers Eternity. I also I also like Avengers Eternal, but I don't think they would go with that because if you're going to have a movie 
pretty soon here that could be called the Eternals, then having the Eternal in the title of the Avengers movie makes it a little weird, but something like that that obviously plays into the idea of this uh, being forever. And I think it's you kind of want that idea that the Avengers are going to live on, even though not every uh, specific member is going to live on uh, forever within this Marvel Cinematic Universe. So anyway, that's where we'll go ahead and wrap things up. But we do have a Patreon credit scene available for this episode over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. We are going to be talking about Miss Marvel potentially joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe within the foreseeable future. And we'll also talk about some updates on Avengers Infinity War, like box office and things like that for Marvel Studios. So you can catch all of that again over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News, where Patreon credit scenes like that one and all the other ones are available for just a dollar a month. And then you can also uh, keep up with us everywhere on, uh, on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News. You can go to the website, marvelstudiosnews.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P. Thug. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber. Sean spelled S-E-A-N. And don't at me because you don't want to be on my bad side like Batman Beyond. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm sure everything you just heard is going to be completely meaningless in less than a year. But I hope you were entertained. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> 